listening to Real Beast on Art Zone, Subject ACT's weekly art program on 2XXFM 98.3. With Valentine's Day falling on the 14th of February, February is the month of love. I spoke to two Canberra romance writers about the business of writing about love. My guests are Elizabeth Squire and Elise Huntington. Elizabeth has been writing romance for five years and her first book will be published in April this year. Elise, who writes contemporary and historical romance, has published two books and hopes to publish many more. Hi Elise and Elizabeth, how are you? Hi Ril, we're good things. I'm well, thank you Ril. So my first question, what is it that got you both started writing romance novels? Well, for me, I think books have always been prominent in my life and storytelling was a natural extension of that. I would say, like many writers, I read voraciously as a child and from my earliest childhood memories were those of sitting on my dad's lap while he read from Rajah Kipling's The Jungle Book. And then once I was able to read for myself, my whole world opened up and so I journeyed through all of the staples that kids of my era would have read from Enid Blyton's Famous Five to... Um, you know, as I got older, S.E. Hinton's texts and The Outsiders. But then in my teens, I discovered Mills and Boons, and they opened up a whole new world for me. And from there, I moved on to a period of reading nothing but dark gothics. And these books were so rich in angst and emotional turmoil, I just soaked it up. But I think it was about that same time that Romancing the Stone was released. And that's when I knew that I was going to be a romance writer. Joan Wilder had everything I aspired to be. She wrote romance, she had adventures, and she got a man. And I must admit, despite having that dream, I'm guilty of uh, having let life get in the way. I had this conviction that rather than write about other people's adventurous lives, I should live my own adventures first. And so it took me 20 years before I finally sat down and started um, committing the voices in my head to stories on paper, but I got there eventually. Um, As for me, I've always loved reading, um, just like Elizabeth. I read Mills and Boons when I was a teen as well. And when my family and I migrated to Australia, well, you know, a whole world opened for me because I found historical romances at the local library. And um, and I just fell in love with them. And I suppose I have always had characters floating around in my head, falling in love, and I'd imagine them doing that. So it was just a natural progression down the track for me to start writing. And luckily for me, my imagination translates quite well into paper. <laughs> So I read that total romance novel sales in 2013 were roughly 1.1 billion, which is around one-fifth of all adult fiction sales. Is the popularity of romance one of the reasons that you chose to write in that genre? Those uh, those figures are phenomenal. And, um, you know, with those figures, I think it means that books are more accessible than they ever were before. I don't think it was a business decision for me to write in romance, in the in the romance genre, uh, particularly if you think about with those figures comes the, the competition that goes with it. But for me, it was a natural choice to write in romance, to write what I love to read, to, to commit the, the stories that I want to see onto paper so other people could enjoy them as well. Yes, for me, it definitely wasn't uh, um, the reason why I started writing romance. In fact, I don't even think I knew the size of the romance novel market when I started writing. I suppose I just love being able to tell a story about um, two characters that have fallen in love and how that relationship develops and all the ups and downs that comes with it. Um, but, you know, I'm certainly glad I'm writing in a popular genre. I mean, no writer wants to write a book that no one wants to read. <laughs> 
So Harlequin publishes its romances in 34 languages and has publishing operations in 16 countries. What is it that you think makes the genre so popular all around the world? What is better than being loved for who you are, um, for finding that person that totally gets you, um, that person who's prepared to face adversity or do whatever it takes to get through the challenge, standing by your side at the whole time, someone who considers you their equal in everything. And that's what romance is. And I think that is what the popularity in the romance genre is all about. But it's not just the love story. I think romance delivers on all fronts. If you think of how wide the genre is, we have everything from historical romance, uh, contemporary romance, paranormal, urban fantasy, erotic romance, inspirational romance. So it really does deliver something for everyone. But at the end of the day, you have that, that love story as the underpinning emotion driving the story? For me, I think it has a lot to do with the human spirit and how it yearns for stories that contain hope, emotional connection, and to a certain extent, a happy ending. Certainly for me, reading a love story is like comfort food for my mind and my soul. Despite the incredible advances in technology, and possibly because of it, um, it seems to me that we're surrounded by a lot of stories of conflict and strife and sadness. So being able to read something uplifting is, I think, one of the reasons why romance is so popular. There's also this fascination with human relationships and how they develop. And then there's the sexy stories, and they're obviously (laughs) fun. (laughs) So this is a question for both of you. Have you encountered stereotypes about who writes and reads romances? All the time. I think the the most prevailing stereotype is the one of the bored housewife, that romance novels are read by women who are at home with nothing else to do in your life. But nothing could be further from the truth. I was a reader long before I ever wrote romance, and my friends read romance. Now now that I'm involved in in the romance communities, I look at the women and the other writers around. We have people who are business executives, lawyers, medical professionals, military officers we have people who are uh, school teachers scientists you think of a, a vocation or a career path out there and you're likely to find a romance writer embedded amongst it um, as for me I was quite surprised when I mentioned that I write romance to a male friend of mine and um, his answer was oh you write those books (laughs) well I was a little surprised at the tone to be honest because he's an extremely lovely guy and yet when he heard that I wrote romance novels you know it it seemed to be indicating that he thought oh well romance novels are not quite literary but you know a less worthy class perhaps And, and sure a lot of commercial fiction isn't literary but there's definitely good and sometimes very good writing out there And because I write historical romances, the phrase bodice rippers come up a lot. (laughs) And I'm even guilty of using that word because, you know, it's just an easy way of describing what I write. But I really should stop doing that um, because, you know, there's there's more worth in historical romance novel than just the fact that it's a bodice ripper. So even in genre writing, so you've got your crime and your thrillers, romance seems to be at the bottom of the pack of genre as well doesn't it absolutely and which I think it's quite sad and I think for me it seemed to be one of the reasons one of the reasons for that is that you know I think a lot of people growing up has seen Mills and Boons and it just Mm. seems to be a not very serious type of writing but you know a, a lot has changed since then definitely so 
What do you say to people who are dismissive of romance novels? Well, I think the first thing is to point out that romance is a very diverse genre and that most people would... Be, would be likely to find something that appeals to them. It, it's like if we were to make a sporting analogy saying, um, oh, someone saying, I, I hate AFL football, but they've never actually sat down and watched a game. I think until you actually turn the pages of a book and get immersed in the story, you can't dismiss it. And when we have choices from historical right through to paranormal and urban fantasy, I would be surprised if, if someone didn't find somewhere something in there that they liked. What do I say to people who are dismissive of romance novels? Well, don't knock it till you've tried it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, you know, uh, one of the things that would be great would be if we could entice men, for instance, to give romance novels a go, uh, because obviously the vast majority of women, uh, people who read romances are women, Sure, romance novels for men might have to contain descriptions of guns and have fully choreographed fight scenes, followed by I'm so glad we're alive sex scenes, but, you know, (laughs) there's some amazing romance novels out there, Uh, suspense novels as well, um, that has an element of romance. And for those who prefer more literary bent, there are romance novels that cater for that as well. So, As Elizabeth has said, there's so many sub-genres, even sub-sub-genres, that I think you could find a romance that would suit any given person. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And I suppose um, not all men like explosions and guns in their their novels anyway, so just um, the standard romance might appeal if they tried it. So what do you think is something that most people don't know about romance writing? I think most people would assume that being a writer is um, a very lonely existence. And... There's certainly a lot of time spent alone, but there's a very strong romance writer community, both here in Canberra and Australia more broadly through Romance Writers of Australia. And I think, you know, from my experience, it's probably one of the most collegiate uh, communities I've ever been involved with, with so much support being offered through social media networks, through um, workshopping, meetings, conferences. Yeah, I, I don't think people would appreciate what a strong industry body we have going on behind us. Do you think it? Do you think that people find it hard to gather up the courage to join those groups? I think they do. Um, I was involved in the meeting uh, last year's conference, inducting the new people who came along, and you know. It was really heart-wrenching, the stories of people who sat in the bathrooms trying to gather up the courage to come out and meet the other people. But I would say words of encouragement are that everybody's new at one stage. Writers by nature are very introverted, so I think we all hesitate in, in taking that step and putting ourselves forward to become involved in those sorts of groups. But once you've, you've made that initial step, you'll, well, my experience has been it's been very embracing. And um, one thing that I've really found that romance writers are really keen to share knowledge and skills with everyone. So once you've taken that step and, you know, put those initial feelings of angst behind you, you're likely to find a whole new world open up to you. Now, um, back to the question. So what do most people don't know about romance writing? Well, can I just say it's damn hard? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for the swearing. Um, Well, my books have a high heat content, so I'm quite often asked if the sex scenes are difficult to write. I don't actually find them as difficult to write as the emotional scenes. 
yes, there are you know emotion in the sex scenes, but um, trying to describe that moment of connection between two people, or the agony of heartbreak, or that black moment when something so bad happens that you know your heroine wants to scream or throw up or jump off a cliff or do all the three things at the same time, well, that's really a challenge. Putting emotions um, for me, both negative or positive, into words is really hard. But, you know, I, st- I still love it. You're both members of the Canberra Romance Writers Group. Uh, can, you t- can you tell listeners a bit about the purpose of the group, what it does and how it came about? I'm not exactly sure how it came about. I've only been here in Canberra um, a couple of years myself. The Canberra Romance Writers Group is an, an affiliated group with Romance Writers of Australia. So... The members of the group primarily belong to Romance Writers of Australia and um, I think what it does is give locally based romance writers a point of reference where we can socialise with each other and get together to to discuss craft topics to help critique uh, each other's works and share information on technology too because there's an awful lot of technology in the writing genre that that we use, uh, Scrivener being a a case in point where we had a a little workshop at one stage to work out how to use this particular editing tool. And I think ultimately, uh, and I think what we we get most of all from it is having somewhere where we can get together and celebrate each other's successes but also commiserate with those little disappointments setbacks that that time when the story is not going in the direction you thought it was going to go and, and you know realise that you have a group of common-minded, like-minded people around you who are experiencing those same difficulties. So it's just a focal point for the, the local romance writers, ultimately. Next up is the song Lonely Hunter by Canberra band Lavers. So you waiting by the light of nightingales Time, time and again Anticipating another man without a name Like ice in your veins And I was saying I Following my heart 
Listening to Art Zone, Subject ACT's weekly art program on 2XXFM 98.3. Real Beast is talking to Canberra authors Elizabeth Squire and Elise Huntington about the art of romance writing. So, Canberra is home to a number of romance writers and was once the home of Valerie Parve, who just received an Order of Australia this year. How varied is your group's membership? I would say it's highly varied. We've got romance writers at all levels of their career, so our doors are open to romance writers who have yet to commit word to paper and and want to venture into the genre. And then we've got very successful, award-winning, multi-published authors uh, in our group as well. At the end of the day, we're all writers struggling with the same challenges, and uh, this is an area we can safely express our, our concerns to each other. And, of course, our members write right across the, the romance genre, from historicals, which Elise and I write, through to paranormal, urban fantasy, inspiration, We've also got contemporary writers and um, romantic suspense writers in our group. So, And I am aware of one who's even writing medieval romance. So very, very broad and diverse group of writers. So what are some of the benefits you've experienced as being part of the Canberra Romance Writers Group? Well, um, I must say I've learned a, a lot about the publishing industry. As Elizabeth says, there's um, writers in the group that are from who have a, you know a, many different levels of experience, I suppose. And so I've gotten tips about many things, and that also includes tips about non-writing things, but you know things which are fun nevertheless. I the support for each other is tremendous, which I think is the best part of belonging to this group, as Elizabeth says. We encourage each other, help each other out as much as we can. We also give each other feedback and answer each other's questions because there's you know a variety of experiences and different types of writing. There's always someone you can ask for advice. Ultimately, for me, it's the friend 
friendship network, writing solitary work, but we have a very strong tribe and ultimately I, I think that's what the romance writing community is, is a tribe. Just knowing there's a group of people who struggle with the same things I do and whether the story, it, that might be that the story is going in a different direction or it could be that we've got a pitch to a publisher coming up and um, bouncing ideas off what worked for you, what didn't work, what, what should I do. It, it's being able to quell your nerves as well. Are you able to explain pitching a little bit to listeners, what pitching is? Sure. So my experience with pitching has been in at the um, Romance Writers of Australia conferences and what we have is publishers from many of the big publishing houses such as uh, Harlequin, um, Penguin and their digital first lines such as Escape Publishing and Destiny come along and you get a, a five minute slot where you in that five minutes sell your book to them what it's about uh, the the story arc that goes with it the challenges that um, the hero and heroine face and how they ultimately um, achieve their happily ever after and in that five minutes the publisher is listening to to what you have to say and making that decision of whether they want to see more of your manuscript or perhaps you know well doesn't quite fit their line uh, maybe next time round. Uh, and so that's the pitch, five minutes to, to sell a piece of work that may have taken you five years to get to that point. What would you say to people considering writing a romance novel or joining a romance writers group? Don't hesitate. The, those voices in your head aren't going to quieten themselves alone. <laughs> they need you to commit them to a piece of paper so that they can be heard by the world. Don't think you're going mad. It is your storyline coming out. So what I would say is contact your local writer's centre. So here in Canberra, we've got the ACT Writer's Centre. Uh, enrol in some craft courses. Start to discover what your voice is and what your strengths are. If romance is your genre, join Romance Writers of Australia. There are support networks everywhere and there is a place for all writers at all levels of their writing career and that will give you the confidence to follow your dreams and as I've already said writers by nature are quite introverted so find a local writing group and become an active member and you'll discover a group of like-minded people. As for me um, my advice if you're thinking of writing a novel is really start with reading read 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 find out what you love and I think that's one of the ways you discover what sort of stories you want to write. And I agree with Elizabeth too. Join, do some craft courses and um, that will help you. And definitely I would suggest you join a writing group. The friends you make there are just will be amazing. They'll support you and it, it will be really worth it. Elise, one of the things that romance is commonly criticised for is the preponderance of Anglo-Saxon characters. But I understand that you're actually writing a novel at the moment with Asian Australian characters. That's right, Rill. Um, it was a little bit of an experiment to start off with, I must admit, but I had so much fun with it. And I, I think it's a lot to do with the fact that growing up um, in Malaysia and then migrating to Australia as, with my family, it, it was very easy to draw out my experiences and uh, things that happened to me or to my friends and, and put them in a novel. And uh, I like reading novels that are funny and, and warm so that's that's the tone of this novel but 
I think there is such a multicultural um, society that we have nowadays that it, I've given the, the book to a number of friends to read, including Anglo-Saxon friends, and, and even they have enjoyed it. I, I think it's safe to say. So I'm hoping that there will be um, some interest in this book, and um, I'm currently looking um, for an agent to uh, to take this book up. Yeah, because in the United States, there's quite a large readership of African American romance novels. So uh, it's hard to imagine that there wouldn't be a market for other cultures and there's also so many um, languages that romance is published in we know already that it's popular in many countries absolutely elizabeth you received your first call from a publisher uh, acceptance of your romance novel what was it like to have your first novel accepted? I would say my the emotion that went with it was just I was exhilarated, but it was really the end of a very long journey. I I didn't sit down and just start writing one or two years ago. It was something that I I fiddled around the edges with for a lot of years. I, I would sit down and write a few words and think oh, I really don't know how to write a book. It was not that I didn't know the story in my head. It was how do I structure a book? You know, what what does a paragraph, uh, what does a chapter look like? What does a hook at the end of a chapter mean? What's a point of view? So, you know, that journey was probably a good 10 years in the making, really, from when I, I initially committed a storyline to paper to thinking, you know, going away and working out how to structure a book. And then probably three years ago, I started, I took a period working part-time Time and decided it's now or never. I'm, I'm going to write this book, and I really threw myself into it. And uh, as we moved to Canberra last year, I took a career break. Oh, well, not last year, 2014. Now I took a career break and decided I'm going to pitch this book at this year's conference. And I did that. And one of my first pitches was to Sue Brockhoff of Harlequin, who sent it across to Kate Cuthbert at Escape Publishing, which is the digital first line um, of Harlequin Australia. And I was speechless that I got a series of emails some months later. It wasn't a quick journey, but once they had got through that pile, the, the emails were, oh, we, we definitely want to take this through to publishing. Once it was accepted, though, I didn't realise how long that publishing uh, journey would be in itself. By the time you, you get that first email and you do the initial paperwork to, to outline the story and, and describe the cover. From there, you need to wait several more weeks, a couple of months for the contracts to come through. Then an, et- an editor needs to be assigned to the book. And after your editor gets assigned, then they need to read it and do their work before it comes back to you. So all up, I would have received the email probably June last year that I was going to be taken through to publishing, but it will be April this year that the book will actually become available. So it is a long, slow journey. And I think if you don't have a lot of patience, you will learn it very quickly. For those wanting to know more about romance writing, Elise will be one of a panel of authors at the Tuggeranong Arts Centre screening of a feature-length documentary called Love Between the Covers. Shown on the 13th of February at noon, tickets to the award-winning documentary about romance writers and readers can be purchased through Eventbrite. You've been listening to Art Zone, Subject ACT's weekly art program on 2XXFM 98.3. Next week I talk to academic and author Frank Bongiorno about his latest book, The 80s, a historical examination of that decade in Australia.